not going to have a sermon today, um, although I'm going to do a bit of talking. Um, we're not going to have a sermon about prayer, and you may be relieved about that. <laughs> we're certainly not going to be answering all your questions about the mystery of prayer and what it is and how it works and unanswered prayer and prayer-related conundrums. Um, but we are going to have a prayerful service as a way of starting off our commitment week. So let's start with a reading from Lamentations and then we'll sing our first song. Yet hope returns when I remember this one thing. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy still continue, fresh as the morning, sure as the sunrise. The Lord is all I have, so I put my hope in him. Isn't that amazing? God's love is unfailing. It's fresh as the morning. It's sure as the sunrise. Let's praise God together. We have set aside this coming week, starting today, um, for prayerfully considering how God is leading us to commit or recommit to him, to OBC, to each other as a community of believers, to ND and his family when they come in couple of months time, maybe two and a half months, um, to the financial needs of having a new minister and accommodating him and his family. So we're going to spend this morning looking at each of these areas and asking God to speak to us as individuals and as a church. Last week, Penny and Becky led an all-age service about worship. Um, if anyone wasn't here, they looked at whole life worship and what that means. And they talked about that looking different for each individual and the fact that it's often costly. And I think that's quite different, that our prayer life, our giving, our worship looks different for each person. So someone might do it one way and, and we might, I think I sometimes feel a bit jealous or a bit like that's how I should do it too. But actually God leads us each in different ways. Our prayer, our giving, whether that's giving of money or time or skills, our service to each other, our service to those outside the church, our evangelism, all these things are outworkings of our worship. And they all come from our relationship with God and our response to the grace and mercy that we've received. So we love God, we want to see his kingdom come and as part of that we want to play the part that God has for us in the coming of his kingdom. When we think about prayer, what comes to mind? I imagine there are some people here who love praying, but maybe some who find it hard work. Maybe all of us sometimes find it hard work. Maybe sometimes we find it disappointing or we do it just because we know we should. I want to read to you something from Philip Yance's book on prayer. The book is actually called Prayer. Um, Peter Marshall, he quotes, um, who was a former chaplain to the US Senate. Um, so Peter Marshall said, God has equipped us to go deep sea diving and instead we bathe in bathtubs. What makes the difference, I firmly believe, is how seriously we take prayer. I see prayer as the process of becoming available for what God wants us to do, what, what God wants to do on earth through us. So the difference is how seriously we take prayer. Prayer is the process of becoming available for what God wants to do on earth through us. 
So how seriously do you take prayer and what does that look like for you? Philip Yancey goes on to say that 90% of prayer is just turning up. And um, Becky's going to read for us. Um, Jesus talks about that in Matthew 6. So Becky's going to come and read it from the ESV, I think. And then Debbie's going to come and read the same passage from the message, which has a different, slightly different slant. So it's Matthew 6, uh, verses 5 to 9. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Okay, so this is from Matthew again, verse 6. Um, five to nine from the message and when you come before God don't turn that into a theatrical production either all these people making a regular show out of their prayers hoping for stardom do you think God sits in a box seat here's what I want you to do find a quiet secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage the focus will shift for you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. Thank you. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can, as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. This is the father you are dealing with and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. And then Jesus, after this passage, goes on to teach the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to now, I'm going to say the Lord's Prayer very slowly, and we're just going to have a time of quiet um, to reflect on the Lord's Prayer and pray it for ourselves and as a group together. Um, so let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. 
Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours forever. Amen. I'm going to read a, another passage that this is quoting a, a lady who, um, who talks about her prayer life. And she says, I used to think that if I worked hard enough to be good, God would answer my prayers in the way that I wanted. How I've learned to bow low. I'm just a steward, a pawn, with no real concept of what's best for me. The hard times I've gone through, and there are many, have taught me that God can use anything for his purposes. Sometimes my husband and I have longed for a particular result, only to realize later that it would have been disastrous for us. I've learned humility in prayer. God is the boss, not me. Whatever makes me bow lower is good for me because it seems that God takes great delight in raising us up. We're going to sing now and just reflect on that. Um, we bow down and confess your Lord in this place. A friend of mine was telling me how freeing she finds it to be completely dependent on God. During lockdown, she had some time when she had literally no income, which I think is quite unusual for a lot of us. Um, God provided for her in truly miraculous ways. She never went hungry. She always had exactly the right amount to pay her bills. I'm not saying that God is calling us to give everything we have to OBC, to be waiting each month to see how long, um, see how God is going to provide for us, for the mortgage, for our food, although he might be. Um, but I'm not saying that it's, and I'm not saying it's wrong to save for a pension or have more possessions than strictly necessary, but I think we all have areas where we take control and sort things out for ourselves. So I want us to take a minute to imagine what life would be like if we gave away all our possessions and savings and lived hand to mouth, if we were completely reliant on God's provision. What would it be like to have that much faith that you really trusted that God would come through on every single need if you didn't have a backup plan except God?
It's interesting to imagine it, isn't it? And just to reiterate, I'm not saying that God is necessarily telling you to sell everything you own. And I can imagine, imagine if we all did that this afternoon, it would kind of hit the headlines, wouldn't we? Um, but do we really believe that God will provide for all our needs? Financial, emotional, practical, time, time for what he's calling us to do, time to rest when we need to. How freeing would that be? And that's what my friend said to me, that although at the beginning of this time of no income, she didn't feel free at all, by the end of it, she felt just so free in God's provision. When I think about this, I do trust God for all these things, but at the same time, I keep a little bit of control. I want to trust him fully. I want to know what it really means to let him fill up my calendar, to let him provide me with a break when I need it, um, to really put my finances in his hands and to trust him to provide for me when I need something. I can only get to know God in this way by spending time with him, praying, chatting to him, listening for his voice as I go about my daily life. So let's claim the freedom of spirit that God offers us. Debbie's going to come and read for us again, and then we're going to sing again. Okay, this is Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Becky's going to come up and lead us in some prayer now and there will be an opportunity in the next section of the service to pray. Give me a little wave and I'll bring the mic to you. So, um, yeah, we're going to spend a few minutes during this part of the service thinking about um, our commitment week that is coming up and thinking about what commitments is God asking us to make um, as individuals and as a church during this season of our church life. Um, and we're going to be thinking about um, financial commitments and uh, practical commitments and maybe commitments of um, our time as well and we really want to okay and um, we don't like talking about money uh, very much do we but it is part of our worship as we were talking last week is to give God control of all parts of our life and just that reminder as well that Kate's given us that God has been so generous to us and everything we have comes from him. 
So causing us to, to kind of let go of our control of that is quite a challenge, isn't it? So um, we just, just to kind of summarise then where we are, um, don't worry, Jim, I'm not going to give a financial update with any figures or numbers, thankfully, for everyone here, um, having struggled with year six SATs maths this week. Um, but just to, yeah, just to say, so we obviously, with ND come in, we haven't paid a minister now for a long time. Um, so we are going to have a salary um, to pay. We're going to have the setup costs of ND and his family moving to the area, as well as the monthly accommodation costs, whether that be mortgage and a rent and working towards a deposit. So that is going to be quite a significant amount of money uh, that we are going to need. And um, we are going to need to give sacrificially. So um, yeah, just it might be for each of us that that might look different and we're not here this morning to put anyone under pressure, but just simply to allow us to ask God um, what he might be saying to us. And that God knows us individually and he knows that each of our contributions are valuable. And we can trust, like we've said, he hasn't, he's hasn't failed us yet and he's not going to fail us now so that we can trust that God will provide but we need to ask him what our part in that is as well. So I'm going to open in prayer, and then um, if, if you would like to pray out loud, then just wave at Kate, and she'll um, pass you the mic. And, um, and then I'm going to close with a prayer that we've um, Paul has written for this week, um, and we're going to pray that a few times this morning. Um, so, Father God, I just thank you that you are Lord of everything. You are Lord of um, OBC and you are Lord of our money as well. Lord, just thank you for your generosity. Thank you that you're a generous, gracious God who gives us so much more than we can ever ask or imagine. And I just pray that you will soften our hearts as individuals and as a church. And Lord, we just thank you for the ways you've provided for us in the past. Lord, just guide us over these next few weeks and months and just show us, Lord, what you want us to do in response um, to this financial need. Lord, thank you for your grace and patience with us. Help us to listen to you on this one and follow your promptings. Amen. Father God, I just want to uh, thank you for... Um, bringing uh, ND and his family, uh, uh, just making that connection um, and bringing him to us. And just thank you for that blessing. Uh, just pray that we would this morning just pause um, and acknowledge that we've had a difficult four years. And we just thank you for uh, the hope, <laughs> the excitement of, of that. And I also uh, pray that we would recognize that privilege of this young family, um, this man that is just starting out in his ministry. Uh, just thank you for that, that you have entrusted us with the privilege of supporting this family. And I just echo the prayers that we've already had this morning, um, that we would each create the space to hear from you, uh, to know what our part to play is, uh, whether that's financial, um, whether that's practical, whether that's prayerful, or all of those, probably all of those in some different way. Um, so just pray this morning that we would honour that privilege, recognise that privilege, embrace that privilege, and enjoy that privilege too. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just come to you this morning um, as a people that are blessed by you.
Father, you've given us so much. And Lord, it reminds me that you love a cheerful giver. When you're thinking of your giving, don't think, well, I could give this much, but I'll just give that much. That might be money, it might be time, it might be of yourself, it may be in prayer. But Father, we have nothing that you haven't given us. So it behoves us to give back. And I pray, Father, that you give us open and willing hearts to give back to you, Lord. Amen. Everything we have comes from you, and we only give back to you what you have first given to us. As we look to you to provide for our needs as a church family, help us to seek your heart, hear your voice, and know your will for us, and the part that you would have us play in meeting the needs of our church family. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Hilary, if that's okay. Hi, everyone. Oh, there we go. Right, right pitch. Um, so I'm going to talk a bit about supporting Endy and his family. So... Part of this is because we want to make sure that Andy, Emma, Asher and Joshi feel really welcome as they join us at Alton Baptist Church. We all want them to feel supported and loved as they start this new adventure as a family uh, moving from South London to Alton. So uh, we spent a bit of time with them a few weeks ago when they were here just to try and understand a bit more about sort of their needs and how they're feeling about the move here. So I thought it would be helpful just to share a little bit of that so you've sort of got a picture and so that might help us think about what to pray about or how we might best support them. So Asher will be going into year eight at school and Joshi into year six. So they'll both be starting new schools and making new friends. Um, they've already put in applications for schools in Alton and those places should be confirmed before the summer holidays. So by the time they move up here, they should have an idea of where the kids are going to school. Um, in terms of where they are at the minute, we know they've got a lot of family around them uh, at the moment where they live. And we know that they've lived in the Balham area for a long time. So moving here for them will be a big transition for each of them, both individually and as a family. I'm sure most of us will remember what it feels like to move house or to start a new job or join a new community. And some of that can be really exciting and feel sort of full of possibility. But some of it can also feel a bit daunting and you let's sort of think about the things you might be losing or leaving behind. Um, and so I, we would love it if as many people as possible could commit to doing at least one thing, like at least one action, to help them make that transition and start to feel at home here. So we've been sort of thinking about what some of those ideas could be. We asked them a bit. We've been sort of thinking in the transition group about what sort of things we could do to help them feel welcome. Um, and it, this is by no means an exhaustive list, so I'm... I'm hoping for your creativity and input and sort of good ideas to help us kind of think about the things we could do. But it could be things like helping prepare their new home so it feels welcoming when they arrive. For example, we could stock their freezer with some meals. Um, it could be inviting them over for coffee or lunch or welcoming their boys along to an activity that perhaps uh, other children you know are doing. So 
Asher is really keen on taekwondo uh, and is keen to find a local club that he can join. So there are things like that that we could sort of share our local knowledge and experience with. Um, could be committing to support them in other ways, by regular prayer, maybe in your small group, or maybe babysitting so that Andy and Emma could be out together, or sharing local information that might be helpful as they're settling in. We've got loads to offer as a community. There's lots of local knowledge here and experience and expertise in different things and a huge amount of kindness and compassion. So as it says in 1 Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And whether that gift is uh, making meals for the freezer or knowing which are the best routes down the motorway to wherever else or helping with gardening or knowing where the best taekwondo club is, um, really sort of encourage you to think about the gifts you've got uh, that you've received and how we could use them as faithful stewards of God's grace. So I'd like to invite us all to pray about how best we can support Andy, Emma, Asher and Joshi. So I'll start us off and then Kate will leap into action, microphone in hand. So begin us in prayer. Lord, you have called Andy and his family to serve you and they've been faithful servants in their lives in South London. We know that you are faithful and that you want to meet their needs as they take this big next step to join us in Alton. We know that we've been blessed as a community and we ask that you help us think about how we can share those blessings and your goodness to us with Andy, Emma, Asher and Joshi. We ask that you're with them over these coming months as they prepare to move home and that you fill them with peace and purpose about the changes ahead. We ask that you fill us with wisdom and kindness so that we can help support them and be part of your greater plan. We ask that you fill us with generosity and care so that we can open our arms and our hearts to welcome them into this community and that you'll guide us in our decisions and our actions. So we ask this in your name with our hearts ready to serve. Lord, I just pray that you would... Uh, be paring away, Lord, for uh, for Andy and the family as they prepare. The, you know what is a, a huge move for them, Lord, up to the Midlands. Just ask, Lord, you would be with us as we um, we walk this journey with them, Lord, and help us to to come alongside them in a, in a way that feels really helpful and supportive from from uh, from the family's perspective. Help us find the right balance, not to overbear, but to be to be there uh, a friend uh, who can can help them quickly settle into the area here Lord I just ask Lord you would just um, just put things on our minds Lord that the small things that we can do to, to be helpful however small as we as we, uh, we move through the next couple of months Lord just be with us and help us to, to find those little things that make the, the huge difference to the family so they can feel this was, was the right calling for them and, and Lord I also just pray for for Emma and the kids in particular, as they as they make this move, as they as they come alongside and support Andy in 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 this big step for him, in his service to you, but at the same time they they uh, they're there in service of Andy, but they're also going through this huge transition themselves. I pray for Emma as she uh, she moves to uh, working even more remotely than perhaps she has been done, that you would. Uh, help her find find connection and and, um, 
relationships that, that sustain her through this period. And I ask you'll just be paying the way with each of us, Lord, to, to help with that, that particular aspect for her. And I pray for the children in particular, starting you know, second year secondary school for, uh, for Asher and, and, and Joshi as he, as he um, comes into primary, but soon we'll, we'll be thinking about his transition ahead, Lord, to, to secondary. Just, just be preparing um, you know, people they can feel they can connect with and, and activities and, and clubs that they enjoy, that they feel it's been a positive step forward and they, um, they, they don't, uh, won't forget about their friends back in London, but they can at least recognise they're gaining new friends. Lord, I know this will be a difficult time for them as well as an exciting time. We just pray that you would be with us as we help them transition through that period. In your name. Thank you for your abundant generosity to us. Everything we have comes from you, and we only give back what you have first given to us. As we look to you to provide for our needs as a church family, help us seek your heart, hear your voice, and know your will for us and the part you would have us play in meeting the needs of our church family. Amen. So, thirdly and finally, um, we're going to talk about commitment to each other as a church, to our services to our church life together and the first thing I want to say is that I think this room is full of people who are sacrificially serving ABC um, and serving God in that way and without you we wouldn't be able to hold Sunday services or children's work or home groups or tea for you or all the other events that make a godly community so thank you very much for doing that faithfully over the years um, and I also want to give a big shout out to our kids. So cake sales, Christmas cards, they're just, I can't name all the different things, but our kids are also really faithfully serving God um, and us, the way that they bring us cups of tea when we're setting up and that sort of thing. They're really examples to us, actually, of cheerful giving. Um, so I just want to give a big shout out to them as well. It's a shame they're not in here, isn't it? But, um, so, unfortunately, there's always a need for more volunteers. So we're going to prayerfully consider what God is calling us to as individuals. Um, you know the, the story of the widow's mite, where she, um, a, a widow comes into the synagogue, I was going to say church, the synagogue, um, and uh, sort of... Um, is very embarrassed about the fact that she has what's probably the equivalent of a penny or whatever to put in the offering box and there's lots of big churchy people, synagogue people, um, who are um, giving loads and loads and making a big show of it. And I just wanted to really emphasize that we're not, um, while we're asking God to um, speak to us about how we can give sacrificially of all these different elements um, we can't all do everything um, so there's no point in asking me to set up the PA because it just won't work um, and some of us can give £5, some of us might be able to give £500 but each of those is equally valuable to God 
and each of those is equally valuable to us as a community. So what we don't want in this commitment week is people to feel that they have to give a certain amount or a certain amount of time or sign up to a certain rota. Whatever you can give and whatever if you're responding to what God is calling you to give, then that is, that is what we love. Um, so in Romans 12, Paul um, refers to the church body, to the church as a body, um, each member having um, different gifts and functions. So I'm just going to read that to us now. We have many parts in the one body, and all these parts have different functions. In the same way, though we are many, we are one body in union with Christ. And we are all joined to each other as different parts of one body. So we are to use our different gifts in accordance with the grace that God has given us. If our gift is to speak God's message, we should do it according to the faith that we have. If it's to serve, we should serve. If it's to teach, we should teach. If it's to encourage others, we should do so. Whoever shares with others should do it generously. Whoever has authority should work hard. Whoever shows kindness to others should do it cheerfully. Let's pray now, just asking God to show us what gifts has he given us? Where is he calling us to serve him at OBC? He might be calling you out of your comfort zone, or he might be nudging you into a team that uses skills you already have. Or you may be already as committed as you possibly can be on, on lots of different rotors, in which case... I pray God blesses you as, he, as you serve him at OBC. Let's take a bit of time, um, and if you want to pray out loud, Hilary is now dashing around with the microphone. Thank you, God, that you are a God who brings people in at the right time to do the right thing and that your timing, although it's not always the timing that we imagine is the right timing, your timing is always perfect. And thank you, Lord, that you know what people can cope with and what people can offer. And thank you that you answer our prayers. And Lord, we pray that you would raise up people in the church to do the things that need to be done, Lord, um, and that you would just bless the church with the gift of being able to offer time and offer gifts. Thank you. Your abundant generosity to us. Everything we have comes from you, and we only give back what you have first given to us. As we look to you to provide for our needs as a church family, help us seek your heart, hear your voice, and know your will for us and the part you would have us play in meeting the needs of our church family. Amen. We're going to sing... Yeah. The guys already know what's happening next. I'm going to read um, a blessing by Benedict of Nursia. O gracious and holy Father, give us wisdom to perceive thee. 
intelligence to understand thee, diligence to seek thee, patience to wait for thee, eyes to behold thee, a heart to meditate on thee, and a life to proclaim thee through the power of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please have a seat.